of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. At a time in our society where we see a severe rise in suicide, mass shootings, and government-mandated isolation that leads to widespread depression, the response from the medical community, the psychological community, and in many cases, the so-called church community, is that people need to focus more on self-care. Self-care. Take care of yourself so things go better for you and everyone else. So my smartwatch reminds me to take a minute to focus on mindfulness of myself. My health plan wants me to emphasize taking some time for myself. And the comedic genius of Parks and Recreation tells me to treat yourself. Megan Trainer has the catchy song, I don't know about you, but I love me. And Elsa from Frozen 2 tells our children to show yourself and embrace their inner selves, which is just an updated version of Frozen 1's Let It Go, which encouraged our children to embrace their inner emotions, even if everyone is saying those are wrong emotions. Love yourself, trust yourself, follow your heart, care for yourself. The hope of the last decade seemed to be that if everyone will care more about themselves, suicide and terrorist shootings would decline. Depression would reverse, and even though everyone had contradictory worldviews, all nations would frolic through the fields holding hands and singing shallow Disney tunes as they coexisted. And what has been the result of all this self-care? Not surprisingly, things have gotten worse. Teen suicide and divorce is on the rise, violence is rampant, and the world tension seems to be at an all-time high. So we want to fix ourselves, but focusing on ourselves doesn't seem to work. Things only get worse. So what might we do to make things better? That's basically what the lawyer was asking Jesus in today's gospel lesson. What must I do to inherit eternal life? That is, if I want to make myself worthy for eternal life, I need to make myself better. Hey Jesus, things are bad, so what can I do to make myself better? If you want to fix yourself, the law will show you how to do it. And so that's where Jesus pointed the lawyer. If you want to fix yourself, do what the law says. Love God and love your neighbor. Stop focusing on yourself and focus on loving God and loving those around you. Not bad advice, since focusing on yourself is selfish and narcissistic. So focus on how you can better love and serve those around you. That's how you can really improve yourself according to the law. If you want to be sure you have eternal life, fix yourself according to the law. Make sure you love God with all you have and love your neighbor 
as much as you love yourself. And the lawyer, wanting to justify himself, to fix himself according to the law, asked Jesus for clarification. Who exactly is my neighbor? I can't keep this law if I don't know exactly who it is I'm supposed to love. So Jesus, could you narrow it down a little bit for me? In response, Jesus gave him the famous parable of the Good Samaritan. If you wanna fix yourself and be like the Good Samaritan, stop focusing on yourself, throw your self-care out the window, and start focusing on those around you in need of mercy, the weakest and the rejected in your community. That's good advice. And that's the clear message of the Lord's law. But if we're honest, we know that it doesn't work. You can never do it good enough. You never do it completely or sincerely enough. And you never run out of neighbors to serve. If you hold back anything for yourself, especially when you focus on yourself with your selfish moments of self-care, you're not loving others as much as yourself because you're necessarily loving yourself more. Plus, when you start looking at your neighbors, looking for people to be merciful toward, notice that you start taking up the law to judge them. I mean, think about it. You have to have some standard to use to measure people around you to see if they qualify as needing mercy or not. Are they outcast enough to need your mercy? Are they weak enough? Are they the most in need? Whatever standard you use, you're necessarily judging them according to some standard. It exposes our shameful arrogance that we're so good at recognizing everyone else's weakness and problems. As soon as we start looking at others, we keep finding their shortcomings. Ironically, the law actually sends us out looking for weaknesses in others so we can give them mercy, but it also requires us never to think ourselves better than them. It's an impossible task that always leaves us guilty. So we want to fix ourselves. Focusing on self-care doesn't work. Then the law points us to our neighbors, and that doesn't work either. That leaves us in total despair, left helpless and dead in our own sin, nowhere to turn with no hope of eternal life. And that is the goal of the parable. That's the point of the Good Samaritan. Jesus wanted the lawyer to know that he can't fix himself. He can't justify himself because he's the guy in the ditch who's been left for dead. He's the one in need of mercy, not one who's in any position to give mercy or any position to save himself. The Lord is not giving you this parable so that you can try harder to be like the Good Samaritan on your own, but he wants you to know that you are the one in the ditch, left for dead, 
Before Jesus came, we already had the law that told us to love our neighbor like the Good Samaritan was supposed to. Jesus didn't have to come to teach us that. It was our Old Testament lesson today from Leviticus, given before Jesus became incarnate. But Jesus came to die for those who were in the ditch, for those trying to justify themselves by keeping the law and fix themselves with self-care, those looking to improve their condition through hard work, and most importantly, for those like the lawyer looking at themselves for some kind of certainty that they have eternal life, Jesus wants them in the ditch. He wants them helpless and completely in need of mercy so that he can be their good Samaritan. He wants to be the one who pulls us up, cleans us off, fixes us up, fills our bellies, and pays the bill. He's the one who gives everything he has for the undeserving and the helpless. He shows us mercy, not because we deserve it, but specifically because we can't deserve it. If it's deserved, it's not mercy anyway. The lawyer asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The thing about an inheritance is that you don't do anything to get it. Someone just dies, and the inheritance is given to you as a gift. Your Jesus, your good Samaritan, has died for you. Those dead in the ditch, unable to fix themselves by the law, undeserving of salvation. He has shown mercy by dying in your place. He has cleaned you up, fixed your brokenness, and given you new life in him. And only then, in this new life, as the one who has received such great mercy, he sets you in this world to show mercy to others. In the name of Jesus, amen. We stand and confess our Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed.